like my dreams gotta reach This pain and all this grief If you see God and you have to speak Tell him it's crazy in these streets Feel my pain and it's so deep What's going on, everybody? This is Pastor Phil, and you're listening to Church on the Block, Holy Culture Radio, Fave Movement. That's right, Church on the Block, where we talk about real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. We are here with my co-host right here. Get it right, get Bring it right, it down. get it right. <laughs> Bring it down. What's your name? What's your name? Who y'all? You already down. know who it is. What's up, Pastor Phil? Pastor What's up, Jay. y'all? Pastor Jay on the mic. Y'all know who I am, MC, yes. as well as Pastor Londo Christian Community Church. So glad to be here. Yes. Pass it over to my boy. Uh-oh. Yo, what's good? This your boy, Terrence, a.k.a. Ruckus. <laughs> About to bring the ruckus. I'm here. We here. Let's get it in. <laughs> and we have a special guest with us on the microphone, all the way from the South side of Chicago. Give it up right now for C Dub. What's up, y'all? How you feeling? Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Grateful for you being here, man. (laughs) C Dub. C Dub, what's the last what's what's the newest album you got out? Yeah, so the new album is called Still Dreaming, and it's a live hip-hop album. Yeah, so all live instrumentation, singing. Yeah. I love it. I Fun love record. It. Where man. can people get it from? Where can people get it at? Yeah, everywhere. Uh, all the streaming services. We don't have any hard CDs. Sorry for those who want CDs. We just, I can't afford to do that right now when y'all ain't buying them joints. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, all the streaming services is available, or you can catch me live one of these days. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, tour, yeah. On a world tour, on a world tour. Well, well. <laughs> Speak yeah. that thing. Yeah, come on. Set me up on. with the connects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you know everybody. <laughs> well, we on, we on Sirius XM Radio. You never know. That's right. Listen, today we're talking about the influence of hip-hop. And we're talking about it because people have sometimes narrowly focused what hip-hop is to them in the context of it being a force to be reckoned with. I mean, people borrow it for commercials and borrow it for this and that. But it is a life breath of of of. of people who see it as a way of living, a way of life, right? And and and, and so many times when uh when people hijack cultures, right? They do different things and colonize it or whatever the case is, right? It, it, it is diluted and watered down. So then when people only see it that way, they only know it that way. And so when people see it as, oh man, this is a way of life for me. This is what I do. Nobody understands that. So when we talk about the influence of hip hop culture today, we want to talk about it from this, from the musical aspect of it, right? From the lyrical content of it, from where's God in it and all of that kind of stuff, right? And so seat up and we're going to go around for a little bit, you know what I mean? Um, Yeah. Where and how's hip hop influenced you? Like, where did it far, first happen? How did it? Was you like uh, bar, listening to a, 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 somebody's radio in the other room, or somebody's CD, or somebody's cassette player? <laughs> yeah. Uh, where did it first start for you about hip hop's influence? Yeah, you know what? I think I was just kind of born into it for real. Just the, the culture around me, the neighborhood, just fell in love with it. But I remember my earliest memories of just falling asleep to uh, the radio on. And I couldn't sleep without the radio and dubbing tapes, right? Yeah, you wait for yeah. your favorite song and you make a copy of the tape. So this is like the, you know, uh, mid-90s, early 2000s. And, um, you know, I just, I fell in love with the music, the culture. I remember the first hip-hop song I learned word for word. It was... Um, Puff Daddy's Every Step I Take, the remix that he made when Big died. Yeah. So I learned that word for word. And I think that's when I really began to see, like, man, like you enjoy just rapping in general. Mm. So, yeah, my early memories of, uh, 
videos where uh, my mom <laughs> would have movies that she dubbed on tapes yep. in the VCR. And uh, at the end of the movies, when they were over, they would record music videos. I don't know why they just did it. <laughs> and I watched the music videos over and over and over again as a kid who was like six or seven. Like, that was my thing. Mm. Okay, okay. Yeah. Mm. But like, what did it, so you watched it, mm-hmm. you heard it. But like, what was it inside? What was going on in you in it? You know, we talked uh, about hip hop influence cats, how to walk, right? That's right. How to, how to talk and yeah. all of that kind of stuff like that. But but what was it about that influence that kept you connected with it? Yeah, yeah it was just an expression of who I was in my culture. Mm. You know, I, I think a lot of times we think of hip hop as just you know, music or just entertainment. But for us, this is a culture. This is a lifestyle. This is, you know, you can, you can look at every clothing fashion and point to the hip hop artists. That's right. Who influenced that during that era and know who was hot, right? Right, The hairstyles, all of that. Right. Right. Cross colors. Yeah. Yeah. Just talking about that on one of his videos. He was telling, he was telling the young cats, he was like, y'all been getting on me because of how I dressed. We started this. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all copied off of us. That's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's just an expression of the culture. And I remember I had a, a pastor once and, and you know, it was well-intentioned. He wasn't trying to be mean hearted, but he said, you know, make sure that you're thinking about, don't put your, all your eggs in one basket. Be thinking about what's next. Cause I was a young hip hop artist, probably like 18, 19. And, um, he was saying, you know, disco was big in my day disco. and it faded away. Faded and away. a lot of people thought of hip hop yes. like that. Yeah. But away. the one thing they didn't realize is that hip hop was more than just a subculture of music. Like it was an actual culture That's of right. people. <laughs> That's right. Right. Like yeah. it did it. And it was birthed out of struggle and pain. It wasn't a pop culture phenomenon that's a new thing yeah right and so um you know i think that's why it's withstood the test of time and it will because it's more than just music that's true that's true come from a broken place and broken people and they fight to hear that voice Mm -hmm. that's right now i I think the imagery for me was him mentioning music videos Mm. that's something we haven't really talked about five five freddy when the the music video was really the thing (laughs) for the first time you were seeing your neighborhood people who are like you coming right. to spaces like you right. on TV right? yo MT raps right yo MTV raps look at that the basement yeah man the documentaries run DMC yes. yeah. walk this way right. the beastie boys the fat boys man yeah. oh man. you yeah. can eat yeah. <laughs> hey that's what it was cool to be a fat boy <laughs> heavy D was romancing the late yes. yeah right. so when you got a bears. visual of this thing because there's one thing to hear something on on the radio and be like, yo, I like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's another thing for you to be able to visualize and see it, and then go to your parents and say, I want that. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I want to, I want to repeat that. Yeah, and that's the way culture is disseminated in the world. Is when you when you can grab hold of it, connect to it, and then perpetuate it mm-hmm. throughout. That's mm-hmm. why hip hop is a global phenomenon because of music videos, right? Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. can see that everywhere. And so yeah, to me, I was just thinking about. It. I'm like, yo, man, I used to sit all day and watch the box. Like I remember that. Right. Like, and did you have to pay for the box? Like, if you wanted to watch, well, it, if you had to buy a you video, had, you had to yeah. pay to give request a video. John, yeah. Yeah. Didn't John Rule like do some kind of crazy amount of calling his video in the whole time? Well, like three, probably, four thousand. Like, towards yeah. the end of the box. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was when MTV bought it. 
But yeah. I remember the box when I, yeah. had, I hit the special antenna yes. uh-huh. on a certain yes. way, so I get channel 13 yes. here in Chicago <laughs> on the south side. Yes. Hey, I hope y'all got a certain target audience because we dating this year. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> See the shots fired, shots fired. We're <laughs> just talking history, y'all. right? Right. <laughs> so, I, I love that Jay is talking about the visual aspects and mm-hmm. brought that up. You know, Verbal Quest was was here for the last segment, and we talked about, and I kind of talked about the eighties, right? Yeah. One of the things I didn't talk about was the block club parties and uh, the, the neighborhood parties. But you and know what's wild though? Like, I feel like that's really a heavy Chicago culture though. It is. Because I see it in some places very thin, but I've never seen it like I seen it when I got here to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Now, here's here's what, you know. Where I, you from? Where you from? Where Cleveland, Ohio. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's a suburb, man, right? That's a suburb of what Chicago. <laughs> Everything is a suburb. The Midwest is a suburb of Chicago. <laughs> But but check this out. So I talked about, you know, walking outside and seeing like cardboard boxes and people break dancing and stuff. And but the other aspect was walking to private parties and there's somebody's back there DJing and mm-hmm. you hear Roxanne, Roxanne. Yeah. And they back there Bum. getting down yeah. and everybody doing synchronized dance moves <laughs> and the rabbit and the cabbage patch. And that was that was that was, was hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was beautiful. And it was just like, I wanna be a DJ. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's you know, how I came about. Like, get the holy oil. Oh no. <laughs> get the holy oil. That's how it came about. So get them demons out of your boy. <laughs> Oh yeah, that that was what made me mm, want to DJ. Yeah. A neighborhood, a, a family friend, he was DJing and he would DJ all the family wow. back, backyard parties. Wow! And from house music, Chicago loves our we love our house That's music right. and yeah. disco. Yeah. Yeah. But he would go into hip hop, and I would hear Roxanne, Roxanne, and mm-hmm. man, just yeah, hip hop. It was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hip hop. We always say hip hop is who you are, rap is what you do, right? Yep. And yep. there's, you know, five elements of hip hop, right? The four visual elements that we all recognize, right? Breaking, yes. MCing, you know, um, DJing and uh, graffiti. But then the fifth element is knowledge. And we say knowledge of Christ, yep. right? And the reality of that, right? Yeah. And so people will say, you know, knowledge of self or whatever the case is, but it's mm-hmm. knowledge of God in that yeah. way. Um, and being able to, Know when you're in the right space, when all those elements are in the same space together, yeah, yeah. you just back your eyes go to the back of your head. Yeah. You go, I'm gone, right? Because <laughs> you know we we um uh and and and, and it feeds our, our our heart and soul. And some some music you need to amp up. I need to. I gotta go into a meeting. I gotta ah. I need to have that. You know, and yeah. and, and, and and you know, especially yeah. when you come from been raised up in. Uh, disenfranchised communities, right? It, it, uh, to me, it's extra layers of stuff I got to fight through that that I had to live through, and now I'm trying to be in certain situations, and now I, those things are creeping in. But mm-hmm. then I hear uh, five chains of my neck. <laughs> I hear, so, I yeah. hear something to talk about. That nip. Yo, <laughs> I listened to that nip earlier. Oh, I needed him before I went Man. to work. Last time that I checked. Right, that was slut. Right, right. Keyword. Right. Yeah, bro. I needed it before yeah. I went to work. There was no slut on my rep, man. Oh, yes. you know what I'm yes. Yes. In ministry. Yes. In ministry. <laughs> <laughs> Clean version, y'all. <laughs> you know, uh, oh, just just different uh, artists 
in different eras, I think represented maybe what even that era needed, yes. you know, at that particular yeah. time. You know, you got whole tribe had a whole era, yeah. like Cash uh, and Cash was coming out like tribe. Yes. They would kind of come with a similar kind of sound, but everybody was kind of vibing with that piece, right? Then you had a lot of women in artist groups coming through, and it was like, yeah, yeah. oh snap, you know, you got. You got that sway, you got this gang, gangster kind of sway. You know, MC Light had a little kind of gangster sway. She talked about how she had to start rhyming from her diaphragm. Yeah. Like, oh, and just had that kind of bass in that in that spot. And then, you know, you just got all the different styles of of, of music that came to complement that culture, to uplift what was going on in that context, mm-hmm. right? So when when you think about um, you know, its its influence, what was there a particular artist um that that stands out for you that you say Man, that that particular artist, that was the one I would listen to. I was, I was my go-to. Yeah, I would say it's a couple, and and they probably from two different ends of the spectrum. One early on was definitely Jay Z. Mm-hmm. So Jay was like the biggie for me. Okay, you know, like okay. a lot of people say, if Big hadn't died, there wouldn't be no Jay. Ooh. Uh, which he, maybe, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he he kind of carried that torch, and uh, I remember the blueprint album was probably like my first hip hop album that I was like, man, this is, this is, mm. I love this album. I know it, you know, word for word. It's, <laughs> it's a masterful album. It really is musically and everything. Uh, Ye got in his bag on a lot of that. Yes, he did. Um, yeah. So that went, and then on the other end, I would say it was definitely like the ambassador cross movement uh-huh. camp uh-huh. because I, I think I was new to my faith and I thought, you know, Christian rap was corny to me. Yeah. Uh, but Definitely. this was one group that I was like, yo, they fire. Yeah. Like yeah. they are dope yeah. and they yeah. can rap. And then I, I was getting in tune to listening to the lyrics. And uh, so I would say those two were, were huge for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I love to hear. I love being at the table with people who are knowledgeable about hip hop from like all areas and Mm. and eras. Like, cause I'm the same way. Like, I know like the, what transcended lyrically for me was, was Wu Tang, right? Mm. Like, I love Nas. I love like Tribe and all them, but like, I, I still listen to Wu Tang albums, be wow. trying to figure out what they talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been watching documentaries lately on them, and yeah. now I'm understanding songs I heard 20 years ago because uh, I understand their life yeah. and what was happening on Staten Island at the time mm-hmm. that was totally different right. from Chicago. To me, that's emceeing. <laughs> yeah. Like, true. And that's what Breeze was saying, you know, last show it was like, I, I want you rewinding and to get something every time you yeah. listen to them. Yeah. yeah. And I'm listening to these dudes 20 years later, like, oh. <laughs> That's what that meant, you know? Yeah. And that's, but that's what the greats do, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, exactly. I, I think one in this era is Kendrick Lamar. Yes. Like, you can go yes. back and listen to, to Pimple Butterfly yeah. and the Good Kid Mad City and Man. always find something new. Man. Yeah. Yes. Man. How Absolutely. much a dollar costs? Yes. Man. <laughs> that dude. Layers on layers, bro. Man. Yeah. Man. He, he's another example of when hip hop artistry, remember we talk, talked on. about dopeness yeah. and truth? Yeah. Right? Like, for, for me, he is like the epitome of like, I'm not only going to tell you truth, but I'm going to do it in such an artistic Ooh. and masterful way that people who don't understand hip hop gonna be yeah. like this dude need to pull a Some, surprise he's not, pull just, a he's surprise. not just a rapper yeah right. no he's but it's, an it's artist few that that. right yeah. he's an right. artist mm-hmm. in the most pure sense of the word right. you know you look at you know um, like if you ever been to a show that he's done he's not like every other MC it ain't gonna just be him and the mic right he gonna have a full performance right. and like yeah it's just he's the Super amazing. Bowl yeah right yeah. <laughs> right right. Okay. Yeah, Super Bowl right. performance yeah. everybody else you know snoop up there with the mic but 
he got whole dancers and coming out of boxes and <laughs> but that's you know right. but that's the beauty of hip hop right? right like it is that eclectic right. and I get something from all of them one of my other favorite artists and they so different Wu Tang but then it's Andre three thousand right 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 right, right completely right. different man like even in what he's saying and then you watched you grew with him right. We're going to hold it right there. We're going to come right back. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets on Holy Culture Radio. Sirius XM. Hold that dial. We got some bars we're about to spit when we come back. Thank you for not touching that dial. This is Pastor Phil right here at Church on the Block, where we're talking about real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets on Holy Culture Radio. Thank you for touching that dial. I know you probably had to pull your car over because the show is so juicy. Yeah, it's right juicy. Now, it's we talk, juicy. It's yeah, juicy. Right, we're talking about hip-hop, <laughs> the influence of hip-hop. We got C-Dub in the building. We got our co-host, Pastor J, DJ Ruckus. Break off some bars right now, C-Dub. Give us what you got, baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give you a few lines from a record on my live album. It's called Love. Woo! Um... Want me to beatbox or something? Want me to just... No, no, oh, you, okay, we good. Bad, bad. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. It's been a minute since I gave y'all one. Since I started in the land where I'm hailing from. Since that first open mic, I was going dumb. Mm. Now I'm chewing up these lines like a pack of gum. Uh, feel good to know you're calling. Know that God love you even when the brand's stalling. Know mm. he won't leave you even when the credit falling. And know he won't cancel even when the brand appalling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all want love, but tell me what it's hitting a few likes on the gram that's the cylinder just some eyes on the live do it really go can i see it off the screen man i need to know i ain't lying been caught in the trap sweating over these clicks like you up in the strap hoping you really love me so you give me your nod but a couple hundred streams can't even paint my garage uh i realized i needed validation felt so forgotten man i needed amputation I love getting love, but the fans ain't the blessing. Y'all just icing on the cake God creating. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yes. What's the album? So the album is Still Dreaming, cool. uh, C.W. Allen, and it's a live hip-hop album. You can get it anywhere. Everywhere. Bet, bet. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah, that yeah, Best yeah. Buy and all that because, you know, know CDs know, ain't a thing no more. <laughs> <laughs> and don't try to get it from Charlie at the bootleg at the JJ's Fish. Hey, uh, let me let me tell you something real quick. <laughs> yeah, tell In us. Cleveland, I had this guy was pushing CDs and he saw me and he was hustling. This one CD burning was a thing. He was like, look, man, I ain't going to pay you. But if you give me a copy of your CD, I make sure everybody in the neighborhood get one. He burnt my joint and was selling my CDs. Wow. Who wow. in my joints? Wow. Hey, hey, you know that's why they do it though. Hey, but you know you done made it. You know you made it when they bootleg yourself. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. He tried to sell it to me and forgot who I was. No. At the bus stop. Yes. That is He's like, oh, you a Christian? You like Christian rap? I got this, this, this kid's. Uh, the zeal that was my old name. Oh, oh my gosh, my I was dead, bro. <laughs> Did you buy a copy though? No, <laughs> right. I, didn't, I didn't support myself. <laughs> right, right. I needed my bus fare. Oh man, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's funny. Man. That's hip hop, though. So we're talking about the influence of hip hop, and, and and let's talk a little bit about Christian hip hop, right? Yeah. People have all kind of crazy stuff going on Christian hip hop. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I've been doing this uh, work with young people for thirty four years, and using hip hop and engaging hip hop yeah. in a way that's authentic and real, and and mm-hmm. and hip hop 
in the Christian hot take, they've been authentic and real. It's been like, we rhyming about Jesus and we want to tell you in Romans 3. You ain't, what are you saying right now? And and as a pastor, you're trying to bridge the two, right? And you say, yo, let me let me have you listen to this cat. And everybody uh, uh, just can't resonate with it. And then you got a culture yeah. of industry, culture, Christian industry, that uh-huh. won't allow cats to be real right. and because they need to have so many times you say Jesus in all the songs, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in such a way where they're safe. And so, therefore, hip hop has yeah. never really been safe because it's coming from a, a raw place in the context of the church being safe, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, uh, D-Boy Rodriguez, one of the first MCs, he got killed four in yeah. the morning after at a, after an outdoor event he was rhyming at. And then you got T-Bone and you got Gospel Gangsters and you got cats who try to buck the system of that, right? You yeah. got... SFC, who came out with uh, psychosocial theo ghettopathic. I mean, all of that is theological to me, right? And mm-hmm. then had a song called Ain't Nobody Dying But Us. I mean, they talking about yeah. real issues of black folks dying. And then you've got preachers who had an album called Violent Playground. And they talking about Violent Playground. I mean, there's an oxymoron on yeah, Violent new Playground. Wine, all, all of that God. kind of stuff yeah. like that, man. So, But you got an industry that's like, you know, keep it safe. I mean, it was so misunderstood that Josh McDowell one time came out on the stage and did his little thing and was mad at the group Preachers because their name was P.I.D., Preachers in Disguise. He thought they were pelvic inflammatory disease. How dare you have pelvic inflammatory disease as your name? He was so disconnected. But that just shows a snippet of the Christian culture as it pertains to- Is that a fire to fire? Something like that. Josh McDowell speaking- about apologetics and all this other kind of stuff like that. Maybe it yeah. might have been a quiet fire wow. kind of thing. But So what is up mm. with, as an MC, you love the Lord, you want to rhyme for the Lord. Um, what, what is the tension there? Or is there tension there? Yeah, I, I think it's a lot of layers, Pastor Phil, if I'm honest. A lot of different things. One, uh, Christian hip-hop has not aged well. Mm. <laughs> um, and when I say that, like we have MCs like Pastor Jay, who is in his 40s, yep, right? Yep. You have me, I'm in my 30s. How many... Young, what about you, me? A new kind of rapper? You, you, you don't rap, rap though, dude. <laughs> you like, you like the rhyme. super manager connector. <laughs> <laughs> you, the, you the guy you who puts all rhyme. the parts together. He's the manager's manager. He's the manager's <laughs> manager. I'm your favorite right. new kind of rapper. New kind of rapper. That's right. That's right. <laughs> a, a super uh, master ceremony. <laughs> but I, I think that's part of it, right? Like, I, I don't want to rap youth group rap that's right you can invite exactly. me to a youth group i have songs for it if 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 i have the time but now i have a kid like i'm not just going out for any old thing yeah. the event we just did we had we had wine yeah. red and white wines right. we got food it's, it's sit down <laughs> like like it's it's grown folk hip-hop right. though you know go. what i mean so and, and guess what my target audience is that like i didn't I'm not marketing to youth groups or anything like that. Grown folk hip hop. Say that. What what do you mean when you say that? I know exactly what you mean, but say, what what do you mean when you say that? We talking about life. We talking about Mm. death. We talking about marriage and the struggles and the beauty of it. We talking Mm. about having kids. I mean, you listen to like the last project, like it's a grown album. And I intentionally knew that meant I won't be able to rap it the you know church in the suburbs but it's incarnational but, it, but it's incarnational that's right, that's right because it's it reflects it's my neighborhood it reflects who i am and that's what i want but then also when you think about christian hip-hop as a genre thizzle had a he was talking the other day on twitter and he said christian hip-hop is really not a sub-genre hip-hop it's a sub-genre of ccm music Ooh. 
And I said, ooh, you're getting spicy. And, and he was saying, like, think about the touring and infrastructure. And this is something we've talked about for years. Like, hip-hop, Christian hip-hop did not attach itself to gospel music or hip-hop music. It really attached itself to CCM right. to really take off. That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. And um, that's that's who was cashing the checks. That's when you knew they wouldn't bounce. And so uh, mm-hmm. folks did that. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it's become very pigeonholed in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, I, I know people who are are dope MCs, but they intentionally only rap safe and think about going to youth group because that's that's who's paying them. Yeah. That's, yeah. you know, and also when you look at Christian hip hop, you can identify when someone's career take off because they sound just like whoever's big in the mainstream. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's my right. That's problem. that's typically when someone take off. If you sound like um, Kanye when Kanye dropped graduation, guess what? You're ex artist and yes. you're gonna blow up. Yeah. You know, like and you can see the track. I could t- I could name artists by year and date mm-hmm. when they took off and the exact artist they sound like, and they'd be like, what? But that's you know that's a reality when we should be the innovators. Right. We a lot of times are copycats. Yo, I I can't even argue with that. That is so good. I mean, you sitting there talking about you know, like ambassador and Kwaku in the early years. Mm-hmm. They the sounded ve- just like Wu Tang. The very first line I ever heard from them was was fanatic saying, yeah. "Let's this new thing looking like, like a Christian Wu Tang." Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, like, yeah. and that's yeah. been the, the the theme the whole time. But I even beyond CCM, like the same thing that happened to hip hop. Like in general, mm-hmm. where like white record labels grabbed hold of it and saw, okay, we don't need all these breakdancers. That's too much. We don't need right. you bringing DJs with you. Mm-hmm. If I could just get the rapper with one microphone, that's way more money for me because I only got to pay one person mm-hmm. and they make way more money. It's the same mm-hmm. thing that the white church did to Christian hip hop. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. It's the exact same thing. Wow. So when you ask how it's attached to CCM, it's attached to white church culture. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and right. as long as we were safe in white church culture, Man. Which, you know, those groups like Cross Movement, early yeah. artists like that, that's, that was the premise, right? Like, we just trying to be safe enough for people to actually be able to hear us. When at the time, there were people out there who weren't like that. We got to think of Corey Red. Corey Red could Man. never be attached that's right. that's to right. that, right? Because right. that wasn't his goal or his, his premise. He was too street. But he was so talented, right. so skilled, he so was. dope. So when you think about Christian hip hop, right? Like, and I know this, like, I fell prey to that same stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Growing up in that same mindset, thinking that's how you had to be. When you get freed from it, like, praxis wise, like theologically, and the way you practice sure. your faith, yep. you in an existential crisis as a rapper yep. now, because yep. it's like the only people that were listening to me was this, but that's not at all like how I want to represent myself. Right. Yeah. So I, you know, that's that's the hard part. You know, man, Dub, me and Dub, I used to DJ for Dub, and yeah. and, and of course y'all know, Dub, me, we used to have these conversations, and I used to always be like, man, my my biggest frustration with Christian hip hop is ain't nobody rapping about their life. Yeah. Ain't nobody sitting here talking about so my wife is mad at me yes. and my kids hate my guts. Yes. But I'm looking at God and I don't see him right now. Or I need you right mm-hmm. now. Or you're missing. Or, right, right. or I'm breaking down. That? Where are those lyrics at? Yeah. yeah. I got to go to Jay-Z to talk yeah, about yeah, that. Exactly. You know what informed exactly. me though? My homie, we were sitting talking. And we on Moody's campus. Like we in Bible college at the time. And he like, see, Dub, I'm going to keep it real with you. My aunt died the other day. And he was like, I couldn't listen to nothing but Kanye. And he, he gave me specific songs. And he was like, because I just felt like. 
none of the Christian rap that I listened right. to would meet me where I was at. Yeah. Right. And then that same summer, me and my wife got married and we went to 12 weddings. And ooh, I noticed ooh, ooh. that every wow. one of the weddings outside of ours, nobody played Christian rap, but all of these people were Christian rappers or Christian rap fans. Wow. And I said, well, that's because we're not making music that is palatable to cross over into other places. And then you start seeing the show leave reach Lecrae then eventually do his thing. Right. Uh It's around that era. Uh But, um, I think you hit it on the, on the head. Like we need people just being 100 with who you are and where you at. Yeah. That's bro. That's it. I'm, I'm 40-something years old. I need to talk about some real grown man stuff. It's okay if you want to talk Jesus, 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 Jesus. But that ain't for the dude that's standing on the corner that might get shot or might shoot somebody or whose baby mama just left him. He ain't trying to hear that right now. Right. He need to talk. He need to listen to something that's going to connect. And and, and and so we're all older here as hip-hop listeners and Christian hip-hop fans. In, in different degrees. Uh, <laughs> right? Like, but we don't need to get saved. No. Right. We know the yeah. Lord. So exactly. we're not looking for right. someone to teach us about salvation <laughs> right. and our music right. 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 or right. the atonement. You know, like yeah. like we know that yeah. stuff. We want to walk with someone who talking about fleshing that out as grown yeah. people. Right. 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 Like that's, and, and, that's what and we and add in the, the racial issue. You had a black and white issue. Yeah. You had an economic mm-hmm. depravity. Mm-hmm. And you got like like when we brought we brought in gospel gangsters to, to Londia, right? The first year and their first album, Gang Affiliated. They had some black tears of a black man, right? Um I and was it, there. man, mm-hmm. it was it was mm-hmm. eight hundred people in that gym it was crazy my wow. man said you know um uh, you know and i'm mad and this is strictly for the underground right he said only god know the tears of a black man i mean it was just stuff that hit your heart i was like wow ah. yes. they said some of the language in there which I, I love but it was a context of shocking uh mm-hmm. the, the 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 christian hip-hop world but it was like it resonated so well and i think when it gets diluted but it, 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 it you know, I think uh, Lecrae talked about it before, like going to Africa. But you, but you, uh, you know, but do do you have any friends that are African, huh? Right, <laughs> an anomaly, right? So in the context of, I can flex when I go to another spot and I can understand the culture. But when it comes to the culture of hip hop within the Christian genre, it's got to be diluted and watered down. It can't be its out. It can't be itself, and it can't talk about real issues and real stuff. And so when we talk about grown folk hip hop, because we are dying for something that's going to breathe life to me about. Giving me hope to something, giving me inspiration for something, right? And especially, you know, even and then you get, you know, narrowing it down to African American man, what's going to speak to me yeah. and the stuff I I, I got to face and, and, and got to deal with, and mm. yet I, I, I'm grounded in my faith, I'm grounded in who I am in the Lord. But man, this is a situation that's crazy. I mean, you know, and I mean, it's not too far from some gospel music too. When you yeah. look at gospel yeah. music, it, it's not some of it's super fluffy and it's not as meaty to the degree where it's grown folks you know it's like um like some artists be singing the same thing we walk up high we're going up high when are we coming down like when are we you know it's like when are we what are we doing yeah, so, yeah. ministry's coming down now Ooh, oh, another episode okay. right 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 yeah yeah there, i think each one of those like you can see you know if you are really an avid chh listener that every artist had a moment, even if they were like more evangelical or like pandering to like this whole idea of being like about how many times can they say Jesus? You find a song every once in a while on the album where it really hits something, right? Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I remember the first time I heard Shalane's song, Slow Down. Oh, yeah. To me, still my favorite song he's ever made. <laughs> he's just talking about like, 
how life like slow down on trying to grow up too fast like yeah. you know and and it ain't all like you know uh, anyway I don't even go all there and so I'm just thankful like if you go back you can find songs like that on these albums even some of those cross movement albums yeah. you can yeah. find joints where they were really talking about real life and so mm. it was in us yeah and that's what frustrates me right yeah. it's held captive by the industry the industry won't let you go that's I mean it. even yeah. I was talking before about a friend of mine was on the board for um, CCM and he was talking about they had Jesus per rotation Jesus per rotation and so the more you said Jesus in the thing the more your album gonna get bumped up. Oh my god! Right, that was how they judged the thing. Wow. Right, so you know hip hop ain't gonna do that. Hip hop ain't never gonna get that move. <laughs> Yo, you're listening to Holy Culture Radio X on XM Radio. This is Church on the Block. Real talk about hip hop, the church, and the street. Hold on to that dial. We about to drop some music to you in a second. So hold on, pull your car over, and keep listening. Welcome back to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip hop, the church, and the streets. And we are here with one of the most phenomenal MCs in the city of Chicago, C Dub, who is hung in there through thick and thin because he's gifted. It's an art form. It's in his heart. It's in his DNA. And he's blessed so many people with it. Right now, Dub, what's this song we're about to listen to, man? What, what, what is this song saying? Yeah, this song is from the Still Dreaming Live album. It's called Friends. So it's a record that uh, was written during the pandemic. Most mm. of the album was, but focusing on friendships or the lack thereof them. Uh, this is grown folk. This is that grown folk hip hop. It's real life. <laughs> bet, bet. Check this song out right now. I see the friends. Uh, I know Jesus on the main line, but I'm lonely this week. Only people in my circle right now are the ones that I tweet. Man, I saw you like the family pick. I hope the love's still legit. Yeah, cause even algorithms make this thing hit or miss. Man, you ever look around like where my real friends? The ones who hit the crib like it's your mom's kids. The ones who hit the mall and they get trade lids. And now you look around, it's just acquaintances. Uh, and like every other chat, can LeBron get it back? Is the goat still intact? <laughs> it's like you bleed and you bleed. I know you getting fatigued when you burying your soul, but ain't nobody intrigued. But let you post up them J's, then them thumbs get raised, and them jokes go craze. That'll get you some praise, but cheap love. I wanna praise when life's fires ablaze, but it will show grace on your pettiest days. You, you know, know that, that I'm gon' ride, never leave your side. Oh, the hood we tied, friends. And some days we fight, but we all come find when I cry, you cry, friends. And my boots keep stride, never leave them behind. No shame we shine, friends. I can't make it without you, without you, without you, without you. Yeah, my black. Friends saying, please support black. Is it all just a trend? Are we all part of that? <laughs> or is it just Drake? Or maybe just B? Or maybe just ones with social currency? <laughs> and I know that I'm grieving that they gave him the knee. The story repeat. It's like I still can't breathe. And neither could Felix. Kobe gave him the tool. But we need to recoup. So let's open the schools. Let's fight for our rights. I mean, fight to be right. I mean, fight to be white. I mean... Man, my white friends think I'm tripping in this politics. Some are probably even mad that I mentioned it. Man, 
I hope we still could be cool since I mentioned it. You know that I'm gonna ride, uh, leave your side, brother. Who do we tie? Friends. Cause some days we fight, y'all confide. When I cry, you cry. Friends. And my moves keep stride, never leave them behind. Yeah. Oh, shame we shine. Friends. Make it without you, without you, without you. I remember I was told I'd be lucky. Were by my side when the Lord come get me. I remember I was told I'd be lucky if two were by my side when the Lord come get me. I remember I was told I'd be lucky if two were by my side when the Lord come get me. I remember I was told I'd be lucky if two were by my side when the Lord come get me. That's a great wow. song, dope, man, man. So, so what? The I mean, the 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 song got all the ingredients in that boy. Like mm-hmm. it's got all the juice. Like you biting a good apple with the juice just dripping down your, <laughs> your chin. You know what I mean, man? Apple. What you want? You you can't wait for the second bite. You can barely chew the first because you you want that second bite. So what 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 mm-hmm. was going in your mind? What was you thinking through? What what is it that, that, that you put those words on that paper? What what impact yeah. did you want to make? Yeah. I, I think some of my own loneliness during the pandemic, you mm. know, sitting at your fire pit, drinking wine and mm-hmm. having a cigar. You're like, Dad, where my homies at? Mm. Now that we can't hoop no more, you know, and, wow. um, you know, things are shut down. And this is in the height of the pandemic. But even more so, I was reading an article. Um, it was pop. It popped up on my Facebook and uh, I retweeted it and it got reshared like 67 times. I wow. never had anything oh, oh. reshared like this on a wow. Facebook post. And it, it was an article from the Washington Post that said, um, um, men don't have real friendships. Wow. And they were they were talking <laughs> to this young man in, in Washington, D.C., who uh, had a group of friends and he was on the group chat. And, um, you know, they're talking about sports and stuff like normal. The, the Michael Jordan documentary came out. <laughs> right. right. And um, he goes, yo, man, my girl just broke up with me. And he had been with his girl for seven years. It was serious. He's talking about marrying her and nobody noticed or acknowledged it. So that's wow. where I get the line. It's like you uh, burying your soul, but nobody intrigued, Ooh. but let you post up them J's and them thumbs get raised. <laughs> right. And uh, so he, he was sharing just how lonely it had been when they couldn't go to bars no more or go hoop together no mm. more or like all of the daily stuff. And it just shows how authentic or inauthentic our friendships can really be. Wow. Um, in those down periods. And then the second verse really just talks about kind of like my black and white friendships. Yeah. And yeah. not all of them across the board are like this, but like it was this big push for like support black, <laughs> black owned. And I'm like, yeah. well, what about us independent people? Because we ain't feeling that. <laughs> like I dropped a book during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. y'all came through. Yeah, yeah. But like keep it one hundred. <laughs> like like if it's Drake or Beyonce though, you're gonna drop that hundred dollars from tickets. <laughs> right. So is it just social currency or you really wanna support black? Wow. Um, yeah. and then, you know, with my white friends, and like I said, not across the board, but um I'm looking at um just this divide between people in the politics mm. and evangelical culture and even yeah. outside of it in America. Yeah. And I think the the biggest um, 
nail, the last nail to get hit in the coffin for me was when I saw the, the Capitol riots. Yeah, definitely. And all of the black people and brown people that I knew across the board. Yeah. It don't matter what they believe. Yep. Right. Say if that had been us. That was the Ooh. first statement. Exactly. It wasn't like exactly. they stomping out our country, right. those right. thugs. It right. was like if that had been us. And um No, we thought about it. We didn't thought about it. <laughs> Not on that day, but we, uh, all right. Right. He we thought about it. <laughs> we couldn't even get on the steps. <laughs> and, and so and, and I see this this fight from these these capital rioters for the wrong things. Yeah. And what they perceive as a taking away of, of their rights and their uh, true American values. And I'm just like, what are we really fighting for? Are we really fighting for everyone? Or are we just fighting to be white? Mm. Are we, are we fighting to be right or fighting to be white? Is, yeah, is how one of my that, friends said, that. you right, know, that was cold. and, and, you know, and that's me saying I have friends and family members. That I love deeply who are white. Yeah. Um, You know, most probably wouldn't lean in that camp, of course, uh-huh. but it's just, it's, it's hard so, to watch. So, sometimes. so, why is that important to say as a Christian MC? Why is any of that you just said? Grown folk hip hop we're talking about, right? Why? Where's God in that? Like, what is it that you're saying that mm-hmm. you ain't saying? Yes. Ah. This is the thing. We as American Christians are very gushy. Um, like, Super think about think gushy. about the song, uh, Blessed Be Your Name. That's a Cleveland word. Uh, right. Like gushy. It's, it's definitely, <laughs> yes. It's Cleveland, somewhere in the suburbs, probably. I picked that up or something. Suburbs Maybe in Chicago. <laughs> but like, think about most of our worship songs, like even Blessed Be Your Name, right? right. We know that's a popular one. Think about what Job was saying. Like, mm-hmm. Blessed Be Your Name, even though I'm scraping boils off my skin, right. my wife left me, my kids died, my friends telling me, forsake Hard God, times. lost all my money. Yeah. Like, I'm struggling, right. but I'm still saying, blessed be your name, you give and you take away. We turned it to the most. So, <laughs> blessed be your name. It's so poppy and right. so fun and light, the major chords and not the minors. Mm-hmm. And and it's like, but that's like our temperature with a lot of things. Like, we run from lamenting. Yeah. We yeah. run from just crying. Right. And being broken right. and being and, honest. And with no tissue. Don't try to fix it for me. Right. Put on a sackcloth. Right. And that's what that song is. I'm not... I'm not trying to solve it. I'm just saying this is where I'm at. I'm frustrated. We're in the pandemic. Do you do you get where I'm at? Maybe you with me and I'm just talking about it and, and I'm voicing it for you too. Yeah. I mean, like, like I think Christians need to do that. Right. So, so, so that's the thing right there, right? So, so it's, it's not being done. It's not affirming that reality and that, uh, that, that, that incarnational life into the body of Christ, into the reality of, of everyday life. If that when you, I mean, the perfect question, right? Where's God in that? Like, mm-hmm. it is that question. Like, that's literally the question. Exactly. In everything that you're rhyming about and everything that you're enduring, what we're trying to get people to recognize is God is in it. Right. God is there. Right. God is present in this moment. Mm-hmm. When you don't got your buddies, when you can't figure it out, when yeah. everything seems crazy. Yeah. And I love that hip hop continues to be able to be to embody that, right? Like, to give people the freedom to talk. The freedom to share the reality of their life, mm-hmm. but also without talking about like theology, mm-hmm. be able to express through lived experience the reality of God in your life. Mm-hmm. And that's what that, like, you know, that song, man. Yeah, that's it. Come <laughs> Everyday on, theology. Come on, come <laughs> right. on. Exactly. You know, over, and this to me is huge, a beautiful track, right? Ooh, that yeah. get that fits what you're talking about. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's the yeah. artistry, like that's the dopeness and the truth, right? Because you could have said that rhyme over a trash track and nobody would have heard you, right? Mm. 
But mm. you put it over a something that compliments. Come on, man. Yeah. So like that is what hip hop does. Yeah. It, it draws you in with the beauty and artistry, and then smacks you upside the head with the truth. Right. That's and right. You, That's hip hop. And, and, and you got to do something with that. You yes. got to do something with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's like. Um, you know, sometimes we, you know, sometimes you know, we we talk about hip hop as sender receiver friendly, but sometimes in church we just sender friendly and we just drop off stuff mm. and we tell you everything to memorize, but you don't got to do nothing with it because you just memorize it. But hip hop is like, nah, I got situations here and there, I got situations here and there, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it that way. And so Muggs is like, what do I do with this? I, I, I well, I, I do relate to that fact. I got friends and, and these challenges this way and that, you know, all of yeah. that kind of stuff. But you know, people tiptoe around like that gushy. Kind of Christianity, they tiptoe mm-hmm. around it because they want to stay gushy. They want to stay yeah. gushy because gushy is safe and gushy gets you more gigs. If you're more gushier, yeah. you're gonna get yeah. more gigs. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, and 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 our walk of faith ain't about gigs. It ain't about uh, being safe. You know, it's mm-hmm. about going all in. You know, with yeah. what God's called us to do in the midst of all that reality. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So being able to have uh, the courage to do that, man, I, I applaud you for that, man. Continue. To do that because yes. there are so many yes. folks yes. waiting, looking hungry, thirsty for it. I mean, take it to the edge. Yeah. Mm. Take it to Push the us. doggone edge. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I don't want me shooting people on this record, though, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Just how I felt. Because there are uh, people who are waiting for this music to bring life to it. They they in the car listening to the ghetto boys talking about, where that seat up? Join that. I need to bring life to me. You know what I'm saying? My mind playing tricks on me. <laughs> so CW, where can we get the music at, man? Yeah, you could just look up CW Allen. My website is the, T-H-E, CW Allen. And uh, Still Dreaming is streaming everywhere now. And uh, you could also find my book there as well. So come on, what's the name of the book? Catalyst. There we go, pastor, baby. Pa- look, Pastor Phil <laughs> wrote in there. He did a, a a piece of the the literature for me to talk about the Praise book, God. and then Pastor Jay also did the forward. So these mm. brothers are both a part of the project. So it's just a special Amen. moment. And Ruckus is mentioned in the book as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. called my lawyer. I'm waiting on my my check. <laughs> right, 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 right. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. You ain't gonna get much. <laughs> it's a good book though yeah definitely grab it i learned a lot about this brother i didn't yeah, know yeah the stories it. man the stories were so just powerful real real yeah, you know real. what i'm saying not again not afraid it, yep. here it is you know what yeah, i mean because yeah. god's got me so jay where, where, pastor jay where can we get information for sure, from you for sure y'all you know where to follow me uh all my social media is at pastor J spelled p-a-s-t-a-h-j um just check me out there instagram twitter facebook all those spots um and make sure you pick up that book church forsaken practicing presence in the great book. neighborhood great book. get that book man get that book yo i just want to say dub thanks for coming in here man i appreciate the journey me and you have gotten to (laughs) to to have from the djing and and just relationship building and family building bro so thank you for joining us today yeah man this is awesome it's awesome we want to make sure you support c dubs uh stuff because we need real music for real grown folk out there you know what i'm saying yeah Yo, I'm Pastor Phil. This is Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. You can find me on Pastor Phil J. You can find me at Pastor Phil. 
Just look it up on the gram. Look it up on Facebook. It's out there somewhere. So many different things out there. But check it out. Uh, I'm the CEO and the founder of the Firehouse Community Arts Center of Chicago, where we seek to interrupt the cycle of violence in the life of youth and young adults with the power of arts and faith. And right now, these are my bars. There was a young man running in the Olympics in 1980 in Mexico City, and he was running, slated to win this marathon. And as he was running 15 miles in, he fell. And when he fell, he got back up. And people said, man, stop. Get off the road. Just just take it for a loss. He's like, no. And he kept running. Well, in Mexico City, they ran around the track one time in the Coliseum, and that let everybody know that the race was wrapping up and winning, right? So they saw all the winners go through, and people stayed and were waiting for the last person. And nobody showed for hours, and people thought it to leave. They thought it was over with. And then they heard the sirens because that was the car saying, here's the last runner. And they all came back in the stadium. They throwing roses at the man. And here was that guy who had fell, who was the last runner. He's limping around this whole track. He's getting around this whole track. And finally, he crosses the line. Everybody goes crazy. They put a mic in his face and said, how did you keep on running? And why did you keep on running? After you fell, you knew you had lost the race. And the man stood up with his back straight and said, my God. He said, my people didn't send me here 5,000 miles just mm. to start a race, but to finish it. Wow. God didn't send you here just to start a race, mm. just to stir something, but to finish that race. Mm. Look, people, God is in it. Finish the race. Trust in God. Through all the stuff that you're going through, God is there with you, crying, boo-hooing, snotty tears and all. Mm. Yo, I'm Pastor Phil. Thank you for listening to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church and the streets. Holler at you next week. Crazy in these streets. Tell her it's crazy in these streets. If you see God and you happen to speak, tell her it's crazy.